Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a hopefully mundane conversation, mundane for some of us anyways, that'll hopefully once again allow you to relax, chill, think of nothing but the topics we talk about, and drift off. I'm your host, Marco Timpano, and I am thrilled because I have a dear friend who I haven't seen in a while, but have had such great times with i want to welcome to the podcast katie marquart from chicago who's joining us today hi everybody thanks for having me marco i'm very excited to be here oh katie you know i've been on your twitch show and now i'm so grateful to have you on this podcast and i should just say that katie and i worked for the second city um a few years back and we worked on cruise ships, entertaining thousands and thousands of people. Yes, twice a week. <laughs> twice a week. <laughs> and, uh, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, Marco, you've traveled so much. It's because some of the work I did involved travel. And um, Katie was our musical, oh, oh, I can't think of what it's called, a musical director, musical. Yeah, uh, music director. Music director, improviser, performer, writer, writer of music. And sometimes our director, oftentimes when we didn't know, when, when the cast who was performing not behind musical instruments didn't know what to do, we would turn to you and you'd be like, we're doing this next. You'd sort of guide us. And I'd be like, if it wasn't for Katie, God knows what we would have had, what we would have been doing on the high seas. Oh, well, thank you. I think you're making me sound much more impressive than I am, but I appreciate that. <laughs> um, Katie, you are a master at the keys. You are uh, a musical talent. You play multiple instruments. What brought you to music? I, when I was young, um, she still is, but my mom is a piano teacher, as oh, you know. I didn't um, know that. You didn't know that? I didn't know that. I know your mom and I know your grandmother, but I didn't know your mom was a, a piano teacher. My mind is blown right now. Mine is too. And I'm getting excited. I'm going to try to calm down. So, yeah. So, uh, she taught me to play. I started when I was three. I took a little break, and I think I started back again when I was four or five and kind of ready to learn. And uh, she taught me how to read music and play that way. Um, and then when I was in college, they had a piano bar there that was a solo piano bar, but the, the gentleman that did it 
basically did a dueling piano show. Right. Highly interactive. Get the crowd to sing along. Crowd request songs. Parties with their friends. Um, so then for my 21st birthday, I went to a club called Hal at the Moon here in Chicago and learned that, you know, between those two things, learned that that was a job that you could do. <laughs> so then kind of took off from there with playing more by ear and without music and memorizing songs. Um, and in the meantime, took a little detour with Second City because I was taking voice lessons from somebody who worked at the training center. Uh, here in, in Chicago, and she told me about an internship program that they had for music directors. And when I was in high school, my drama club field trip every year was to go see the main stage at right. Second City. So I knew Second City. I loved Second City. I'd taken improv classes as an as an actor, and was like, "Whoa, why not?" I mean, I probably won't get this internship, but I'll try it. Why not? Who cares? And I tried out, and somehow I got it. Not so. somehow. You're very talented. You deserve <laughs> to get it. And I can say it because I, I worked with you, oh, and well. I consider you a dear friend. I want to ask you something. Before we go into the Second City and Howl at the Moon and your show, mm -hmm. I need to get to this spot. Back to knowing that your mother is now – was your music teacher, was a music – was it was a piano teacher. Piano teacher, you said, right? Yes. Okay. What style of playing does your mother have, and how does it differ from your style of playing? Well, my mom, and she will say this too, she's mm -hmm. not a performer. Right. But she can sight read just about anything. Her sight reading skills are amazing. Um, but so she can play just about any piece of music you put in front of her. But she doesn't. She doesn't perform. People sure. always ask her, "Do you want to do?" I, I bet you wish that you were up there with your daughter. And she's like, "No, it's not my thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay." <laughs> but she's really. Um, she's a good teacher. She's taught people for a long time, and she te now she's in the uh, teaching multiple generations. Wow. Uh, because her style of teaching was always, uh, if if you wanted, if I wanted to play classical, which I did, because those are impressive pieces, and I like to be impressive and show off a little she's fine with that but if I'd wanted to learn some you know Beatles or whatever I wanted to play whatever I was interested in I I could play there was no like no you have to play this concerto and then you have to play this so I think really a lot of people like to stick with that because I know a lot of piano teachers have that reputation of being strict yep. and being you have to do it this way and you, you know, kind of taking a lot of the joy out of it for people. So that's wonderful. Yeah. yeah it was a you know, great experience. Some people, you know, I know, for example, I would love to play the guitar, but I, I want to play the music I want to learn or mm -hmm. I want to play. So there's certain artists I want to learn how to play and I don't want to have to play someone else or, you know, I'd rather play a scaled back version of a song that I want to play than, you know, the prescribed things that one is supposed to learn when you play an instrument or a particular instrument. Yeah. Well, because then you're excited about it and you yeah. want to practice. You want to play. You want to get better so you can play that song that you really like. Yeah, 100%. Okay. <laughs> so you mentioned how you went to go see Howl of the Moon, Howl at the Moon, sorry, and how you realized, wow, what a, what a great thing to be able to do. 
And now you've been working with Howl, Howl at the Moon and other other piano bars for a while now. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, over 10 years now. Wow. It's 11, 11 years this year. Yeah, it's crazy. And what about that job brings you joy? I always say I get paid to have fun with people. Mm-hmm. That's really what it is. And it's it's a job that I'm never going to be done. I'm never sure. going to be like, I've reached the top of, you know, because there's always new music. Right. There's always new stuff to learn. And two, I always say, like, you, you're going to hear the same probably big tunes every night. You're going to hear Piano Man. You're going to hear Sweet Caroline, things like that. But at the same time, the audience is always different. So along the way between those tunes, you're going to hear and see all different stuff. It's not the same every night, you know? Has a guest ever surprised you with their request? Yeah, I'm sure that they have. While you're thinking about that, you know, it doesn't have to be anything grand, but just think of what a guest may have surprised you. I just want to say this. It's one thing when you have a friend who's a performer and you know them and you hang out and you're like, you know, you know them as close friends and whatnot. And then when you see them or when I saw you entertaining people behind the piano with another person, and you guys were dueling and playing music against each other and how you got a whole a crowd of people in this bar to just sing along. It was such a magical thing. And you forget how talented your friends are often, or I did anyways, until you have that experience. And if you do get a chance to see um, that type of a show, or if you do get to see Katie, um, it is quite a great experience. So I have to say like, you know, watching you perform has, has been a delight for me. Thank you. I mean, it really is fun. I always tell people, as I told the story before, Mm -hmm. I was a customer at piano bars before I ever worked in them. Sure. And I just love requesting, like, if there was a song that's special to us, I'd want to go, like, Walking on Sunshine. I mean, it always brings up, I'd want to go request that because it's our special song. And I want to put my arm around you and sing it with Mm -hmm. you. And just, it just makes... I I just have a lot of really good memories. We mm-hmm. took my grandma for her 80th birthday and she like didn't want to leave. She was having so much fun. It's just a, yeah, it's just a good, good time. Sure. I do. I, I couldn't think of a surprise just okay. yet, but I did think of a lot of times people will get either the name of the song or the artist incorrect or something, sure. something like that when they bring up a request. And when I first started this, someone brought up, um, are you familiar with the band Violent Femmes? Yes, of course. So they brought up the request, um, Raisin in the Sun, <laughs> instead of Blister in the Sun. Right, that right. always just sticks out in my sure. mind of, oh, close, but I know what you mean. I'm I'm kind of the worst at that because I won't know the name of the song, but I'll know something in the song, a lyric or two. So I will just tell Amanda... I want to hear that song and I'll just give a random lyric in the song and she'll be like, what is that? And then I'll sing it. And I don't have a great singing voice, as you know. And she'll be like, this helps me even less than when you just told me the the name of the lyric. And then now she just knows. Now I'll just say, you know, that singer that has that voice that drives me crazy. And she'll be like, oh, this person. Or I'll be like that singer that does this. And she'll be like, oh, you mean that person. And so she kind of 
deduces what song I want to hear based on. It's almost like a game of charades with me and her. That's what I was just going to say. It is like a game sometimes when people bring up requests that I have to figure out. It's like someone requested Fast Machine by ACDC. And my first instinct was like, oh, I don't know that song. And then I was like, oh, you shook me all night long. She was a fast machine. Duh. So it does make, keeps it entertaining. Most of the time, I won't call you out on it because I don't want to embarrass people or discourage people from bringing stuff up. That's where you and I are the opposite, but. I digress. But sometimes they're just too good that I can't sure. can't not. <laughs> now, for our listeners who are who sometimes people get annoyed because I've been talking about seeing you perform and people are like I'm not in Chicago, I'm not able to go and see you perform. But in this case, I mention it because people can see you perform as long as they can turn on a computer. And um I've been on your show and your show's fantastic and it is a great facsimile if you can't be at a piano bar and you want that experience from the comfort of your home. Katie, tell us about Katie's online piano bar. Yes. So it streams live on twitch.tv. And it was historically a platform for people to play video games and people right. to watch. Uh, but I discovered that there's a huge musical component on it as well. So you do not need an account on Twitch to watch anything, just if you want to participate in the chat. But really, I've tried to make it as interactive as if you were to see me in person. It's not the same. I can't hear you applaud. I can't hear you that. But the chat, you can put emotes in there. Sure. And they show up on the screen. You can hit the applause button and that sound plays, things like that, that. And just really what it comes down to more is people hanging out and right. chatting with each other more so than it is about me. But along the way, I also play your favorite songs that you request. So you can request the songs, you can interact with Katie, and you can listen to her perform the songs on Katie's Online Piano Bar. So you would just go to twitch.tv and then type in Katie's Piano Bar. Is that correct? It's just twitch.tv slash Katie on Keys. And that's Katie with a Y. Katie on Keys. And that's also your social media, at Katie on Keys. And listeners, don't worry if you don't remember this. I will have it in the show notes. You can go back. And every Tuesday and Friday, if you need a little pick-me-up, if you need something to do, if you want to do something different, and if you want to do it from the comfort of your home, you can bop, you can sing with her, you can shake, rattle, and roll, and participate with Katie on Katie's online piano bar. And she won't see you do those embarrassing things. But she will she will be happy to have you there. Yes. So if you can't sing or you don't have good dance moves, it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, I have one of those two things in my back pocket. I won't say which. But, um, okay, Katie, I need to talk about your grandmother because we spoke about your mom. And I would like to speak about your grandmother because your grandmother is a delightful person that I had – I've spent some great time with. So um, her and I share a love of fishing. And she's one of the few people that I could talk for hours about fishing with. Oh, and, and her too. She loves to talk fishing. Yeah. So tell me about the first time you remember your grandmother and fishing, because it's kind of a topic that I love. So tell me about your first experience with that that you remember. 
No, absolutely. It's actually a, a memory that I have a lot of joy associated with too. Um, not so much for the fishing aspect, because as you know, I'm vegetarian, right? but more so with the spending time with my grandparents. So when my grandpa was alive, they had a boat called Sweet Sue after my, after my mom. Yes. And they lived in, they've lived in Florida my whole life. Oh, so your, grand, your grandparents lived in Florida your whole life? Because you're from in Indiana originally. Yes. And and it's, it's, Sue's in Indiana, you're in Chicago. Yes. And you have a sister, right? Yes, in Bermuda. In Bermuda, that's right. Okay, great. Yeah, we're, we're spread all out. Um, but so in the summer, I would go stay with them for two weeks. They'd come, they'd drive up, they'd get me, we'd drive back down to Florida and we'd get up. It's the only time I ever was willing to get up at the crack of dawn. Because wow. as you know, as a fisherman, that's... A lot of times when you got to go to That's get right. the bites. Um, so, and, yeah, we would just. Betty doesn't strike me as someone, Betty's your grandmother, who, you know, she's not someone who snoozes and loses. No, absolutely right. not. She wants to get, get up and get those fish for yeah. sure. But, yeah, so we would go go out on the boat and get to watch the sunrise. And just it just reminds me of getting to spend time with both of them. And it was just a very joyous, nice. I mean, I'm sure there were mornings I was cranky because I sure. was, especially when I got a little bit older. But still, even then, it was just a beautiful day out on the water and the lakes in Florida. Please give her my regards. I absolutely will. And speaking of being on boats, um, you and I were on a cruise ship together and you did multiple cruise ships. There's a memory I want to share with you. I don't know if you remember, we would dock in Florida. We would go into um, Cape Canaveral, I believe it was. Mm -hmm. And when we first got into Florida, we would be boating, I don't know what you call it, sailing alongside Florida. And as we got into sort of the the tip or like near Miami, however you, you get into Florida to get to Cape Canaveral, there would be dolphins that would follow our boat and I would wake up early because we would often get there very early just to watch those dolphins uh, tag alongside us. Yes, I totally remember that because where our cabins were was at the back of the boat and we could sit outside. So I would, I would always sit at the back of the boat and look down and the first time I saw them, I thought they were fish and it didn't occur to me oh, they're dolphins because mm -hmm. you're so high up that they look so tiny. What are some of your favorite ports? Ooh, good one. I loved um, Barcelona, Spain. Oh, really? I did a Mediterranean cruise uh, in 2019 with Howl at the Moon. I loved that city. That was a great city. I loved, um, we stopped in Guatemala actually after you guys got off the ship. Right. Uh, for my next contract, because I stayed behind and did another contract. That was just a beautiful place. I saw waterfalls and hot springs and all kinds of just gorgeous stuff. Um, I always like Cozumel just because it's familiar and I've sure. been there and there's a nice craft beer bar there that I've found. It's always nice when you find those those little hidden gems that become part of your experience of that place. Yeah. And... Um, when you and I were on, actually, Bar Harbor, Maine is one of my favorite places I've ever been. Bar Harbor, Maine's my favorite stop that we did. I love that national park. Oh, it's beautiful, especially when we did it in the fall. So pretty. Do you remember you, myself, and our dear friend Derek Shipman and Amanda Barker, who the guests know, we rented mopeds 
and we drove around. I want to say Mar- Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, it and was we just Martha's drove Vineyard. around, free and fancy, and just having a good old time. That was that was one one thing I'll always remember. That was a perfect day. Mm-hmm. I always because uh, my screensaver will be old photos. Mm-hmm just from my whole photo library. So every once in a while, those come up and I always just pause and look look at them. Like, oh, that was such a great day. And we also performed with um, Academy Award nominee, Stephen Yun was on our, was on our ship, was a, is a friend of ours who we performed with and that was fun too. Yeah, absolutely. Do you remember we would rehearse and sometimes there would be that drop, the boat would like drop and you would feel almost suspended in the air. I don't know if you remember that. Those moments where I remember where it's, that from storms. Yeah. Like when, we, when the weather would be weather. bad. Yeah. Like the ship would go up and then just slam back down. So, yeah, yeah definitely. I remember that going to Bermuda. Would, would We would often face that kind of, uh, st- not stormy, but kind of like trickier, trickier weather, I guess. Yeah. Coming out of New York. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Those, were, those were fun times, I must say. I should have said Bermuda was one of my favorite ports since my sister now lives there. And now she'll know forever that it wasn't one of your favorite ports. <laughs> what does your sister do in Bermuda? Uh, she's an actuary, so she works for an insurance company there. Ooh, lots of numbers. Yes. Does she get to do numbers in shorts, in Bermuda shorts? Probably now if they're like working from home, you know. Right. <laughs> so I think the Bermuda shorts are more of a men menswear. Oh, well, yes, of course. For the course. business, but I should yeah. know that. I mean, we with were the there. Socks. You know what? I have no problems wearing shorts with socks in that fashion. I think it's I think it's quite I don't know, there's something quite debonair about it. I think they're actually really nice looking. I yeah. like the Bermuda shorts. I thought that was very cute the first time we went. Oh. Okay, Katie, I'm going to go back to music for a second. Okay. Is there a artist that feels good on the fingers when you play their music? Something that's like people, you know, people love the sound of certain artists' voices. People like the lyrics written by songwriters and people like tune, the tune. But I'm wondering if there's a particular artist who, when you're playing their music, gives your fingers a workout or gives your your fingers and your hands a really nice feel is there something tactile about someone's music oh for sure i think anytime there's like an impressive run or anything that you can work hard and get you know much like in classical music but definitely as far as in, on the poppier side ben folds definitely has that aspect to his music of okay not being just you know chords and then obviously any a lot of the doors stuff too oh really that, you know kind of the organ runs and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Is there an artist whose music, when you play it, puts you in a good mood? When you play it, not when you listen to it. Yeah. I always like, well, I, I, I <laughs> there's not too much I don't like, okay. which makes me uniquely qualified for my job. Sure. But I always like, uh, in more recent years, Lizzo's music's always been fun and empowering to play. Sure. I like that a lot. Um, I played Come Together the other night at work, and that was just, I was just really feeling it and grooving right. to it. So that's a, a fun one. Now, when people request songs at a piano bar, what is some etiquette they should be aware of that pe- maybe people don't know? Um, like, should we be buying you drinks? 
You can. I would always check with the piano player okay. first. I wouldn't just send something. Um, some people might be okay with that, but I know that way if somebody, because a lot of times, especially if I'm driving after a gig, I of can't course. drink that much and then sure. I feel bad. But, um, but yeah, you know, any kind of appreciation. We've got a tip jar. Oh, you can bring it up with a tip. We certainly appreciate that. But honestly, for me, if you're just having a good time singing with your friends, I mean, especially now since it's been so long since I've had that, it's great just to have you excited and having a great time. It just, it always means a lot. Um, one of the times that sticks out in my memory of yes. just a, a time that really was special. I was playing at this, it was somewhere in the suburbs, some restaurant, I can't even remember the name of it, but there's this uh, older couple and a, and a woman sitting all together and they'd get up and dance occasionally and they looked like they were having a really good time. And then uh, the woman came up to me and she said, this is the, the first time that I've been out in a long time and I'm here with my, my husband's best friend from high school and I'm just having an absolute blast. And it just really meant, you know, stuff like that where it's like you don't necessarily realize, but then they come up and tell you like, wow, this really made my night. I had such a great time. Things like that just, you know. That's, that's awesome. That's what it means a lot to me. So. Of course. Of course. You're able to, you know, really affect people who listen to your art form is always a joy, I think. Yeah. I want to mention to our listeners, if you are able to check out Katie's online piano bar by going to twitchtv.com. Twitch.tv. Thank yeah, you. it's a weird one. You can see how <laughs> great I am. Twitch.tv at Katie on keys. You can join in on Tuesdays and Fridays. When you message her, tell her that you heard her here on the Insomnia Project so she can see how our fans like to support other creatives. Yes, please stop by. I would love it so much. Marco is one of my dear friends as well. I love him to death. So I was super excited to come on your podcast and, and chat with you. Any excuse to chat with my friends is just awesome. For sure. Well, Katie, it's been an absolute pleasure. Time just flew by. Um, before we go, I want to know, is there a song that you are tired of playing that you wish people would not request anymore? Um, there's not, too, like I said, there's not too many that I right. don't like. I mean, I'm not going to listen to Piano Man on my own anymore, <laughs> okay, okay. but I understand that people, they don't hear it every day and sure. they like to sing that at the top of their lungs. The only time... <laughs> Is really if it's a song that the audience isn't gonna dig. Like every once in a while with the meatloaf tune, Paradise by the Bat sure. Dashboard Lights, I'll get a crowd that just does not know that song and it's very long and so it just kind of falls flat sometimes. But other than that, and but there are nights when everybody knows every word to that and loves it and so it just really depends. I had a friend who was a caroler or who was a professional caroler, and she would say that sometimes companies would hire them for like a half hour to come to their Christmas party and sing Christmas carols to get the company in the spirits. And she'd be like, whenever someone requested the 12 days of Christmas or the 12 nights of Christmas, she'd be like, we would tell them we can play it, but that's going to be half, half the time we could sing so many more carols in there. And yeah. she'd be like, there'd always be someone who would be insistent and she'd be like, we'd sing it and then be like, well, thanks. Merry Christmas. We'll see you next year. Yeah. And the person who was, you know, paying for the party would be like, you only sang three songs. And she's like, well, you said open it up to requests. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. Especially because what I will do sometimes, especially with songs like, especially if I see that it's not going well, mm. I'll edit it. We'll cut it down. We'll sure. do a shorter version. But you can't really do that with 12 Days of Christmas. No. Be like, you skipped days seven through 10. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, those lords were tired of leaping. <laughs> And that's all That's all we had the time for. They don't want to leap anymore. Listen, so we how gave much, them the night off. How much leaping can you possibly do for this month? Katie, listen, I, I, of course, wish you all the best. Thank you so much. You're always welcome here on the Insomnia Project. Who knows? Maybe around Christmas time we'll have you play a few carols for us. Ooh, I'd love that. Okay. That'd be awesome. We could do, I could do that. I could do that in a subdued, calm, nice voice listen. instead of my usual... You know. our, our holiday episodes are up for grabs. I always kind of warn our listeners, listen, these are the holiday episodes. They're not necessarily our regular episodes. So, you know, we can always we can always figure something out. So, But okay. we'll get you in before December. Katie, thank you so much for being a guest on the Insomnia Project. Oh, thank you for having me. It's lovely to chat with you. And remember, you can catch her, that's Katie Marquardt, on Twitch. That's twitch.tv. Her handle is at Katie on keys. Don't worry. I'll have it in the show notes, but she's, that's her handle for all her social media and her show. Her piano show is called Katie Katie's online piano bar until the next time. We hope you were able to listen and sleep. <laughs>